to the Teapot Teapot. Here to take you deeper, deeper. Discussions to invigorate, educate, and activate for consciousness and healing. The Teddy Emerald Podcast is for the people that desire to live beyond the matrix, peeling back the layers, revolutionizing new players to create the life they dream of. Talking with conscious creators, change makers, entrepreneurs, and visionaries of a brighter future. I'm Teddy Emerald, and I'm an EFT healer, iridologist, owner of Trash Vintage, the most colorful vintage shop in Byron Bay. I support women to be fully self-expressed and achieve confidence within themselves. And I'm your host for the Teapot. Yellow, yellow. In this episode, I'm chatting with my friend Isabel Cornish, who's an Australian actress. You may have seen her in Puberty Blues or Home and Away. And she is an advocate for health and happiness. She's like this energizer bunny that's always moving and grooving and beaming this strength and positivity into the world. You may have come across her on, on a festival stage teaching yoga or out there stomping in the dust. And I ask Isabel because I know when someone has this kind of strength and this kind of rainbow brilliance, there's another story to this. There's a reason why they like that. And I ask her about her healing journey and we go into the dark night of the soul and looking at self-inquiry and really loving yourself through the perceived failure of things and how this really helps us heal. We discuss things like detoxing and looking after the body, which is such a favorite subject of hers. She's so passionate about it and she has so much to share on this. And we dive into a little bit more about authenticity and what it takes to be authentic and to really celebrate your weirdness and perhaps some of the challenges that can occur when you can fall into the traps of self-comparison and self-judgment and how to get out of that so that you can celebrate your weirdness and really not give a fuck. So if you like those kind of things or you want a little bit more of those kind of things, then stay tuned for this episode. Welcome, Isabel. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, thanks so much for doing this. I'm really excited. Me too. You. Yeah. Uh, so when I see you on social media and in your life, I see you showing up as such um, a stand for authentic authenticity. I can't even say it. Mm-hmm. And really being yourself and loving yourself. Yeah. Um, which I admire and I really see you like so strong in that like that's your message and you're like really defined about it yeah I love that I, I just believe that true freedom become, comes from expressing your authentic self and authenticity and you know it's I, I really see that a, a root cause of issues for young women is trying to change their natural state and the more that we can keep bringing ourselves back to center and find comfort in our skin like there's always we're always going to have places that uh, we like we must work on you know there's always going to be those places but it's finding contentment with the places that also bring us like difficulty and resistance and learning to love them and like learning to love the journey and that for me all comes back to authenticity and like coming back to your core and your center and your values and your beliefs and working with yourself because we we can search outside but we can never find contentment outside we need to find comfortability inside ourselves for it to radiate out and that's your when I see you too I see that really be a core value of yours as well authenticity yeah absolutely I think that's you know how everything's a mirror so it's like whether I see the good in someone or the bad it's like a reflection of me but yeah Mm -hmm. thanks thanks for acknowledging that because I'm such a stand for that as well and I have my reasons you know there's there's a past behind that and that's why I'm passionate about it so oh totally yeah why are you so passionate about it (laughs) so I say I say my poison is my passion so I um it goes way back when, like when I was about seven or eight, I started to feel like I couldn't really fit in. So I started to, you know, uh, didn't have a place to express my creativity as much and I just didn't feel right. So I really struggled growing up as a teenager and then I became very rebellious. So, you know, 
drinking and drugs very young and just like doing anything that I could to just like, cause I just wasn't comfortable, you know, in my own skin. And I kind of felt like, you know, left of center. And then I started to express more of my creativity and started working the modeling and the acting industry. And then when I worked in the modeling industry, I started to change and change, try and change my body and change myself to be like these other people and to be like what other people wanted me to be, even though I still had a very strong core then during that period, but I kind of lost myself. And then I suffered a bad mental health issue for a little while then. Um, where I just, you know, lost all, I lost Isabel, you know, and I lost all the things that I love and all the things that, like, make like make me happy. And during that period of refining myself, I just learnt that it's just that place, that all that healing work that I did, it just all came down to expressing more of my authenticity and just finding a home inside my heart. So it was all from losing myself that made me, really value what I do today mm, so mm. powerful it, it always seems to be that way you know people that shine so bright have they've had the equal opposite in darkness they've, they've spent mm. that time there yeah and I really feel that it's when we go there in ourselves. that's what gives us the strength to go out and like shine more and like have that depth and wisdom and like strength of character yeah yeah what what was um what was some of the healing that you did? What did you get into that started, like, moving you forward? So it was kind of like, um, first off, it just started as journaling and self-inquiry and just realising that there was an issue. And then I went into a lot of, like, natural healing, you know, um, detoxing, working with energy healers, doing psychology, nature therapy, grounding with Mother Earth, reading, just doing things to express my authenticity, you know, refining things that I loved. But it was, for me, when I really reflect on my healing journey, it was just like going in myself and dealing with my shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dealing with the demons. How is that? How is oh, that? Well, I see, I, I like, some, I'm like, bring on the pain, bring on the tears because I always, like, feel like a million bucks after it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, like, going in and just, you know, looking at all of that stuff and, like, letting letting it process and working with it because the more we try and bury these places inside ourselves, then just we can't feel the freedom and the love and, like, we have to go there. We have to go to those things and say, like, what is this knocking on my door? Like, they get, you know, mental health issues and places when, uh, you know, unwanted habits and addictions and things like that, I like to call them a divine symptom. So oh they're a little thing knocking on your door and that's not the issue. That's trying to say there's something not right here. I need attention. So that is never really often the issue. So by like me having a mental health issue that turned to, that made me restrict food and I was like on the edge of anorexia for a while there and that food itself was not the issue. It was just like I had to go to the core and find out what that was. And that's what's hard with a lot of people's healing journeys because that's what also made me study eating psychology. If we focus on the issue itself, we don't go deeper. We must go deeper and heal in there and then our issues will start to fade and go away. Mm, and I'm yeah. Trouble, yeah. Yeah. So when you so you had the mild eating disorder or was flat out eating disorder, something like that? It was just like, you know, I, I always kind of like kept myself on a level, but it just it just went through waves with stressful events in life and whatnot. Yeah. And how did you start to get deeper? Like what so, was the process for that? Working with psychologists at first opened my mindset and then asking questions going back going back in my to my childhood, doing therapy sessions where I would like sit across from myself as a child and have conversations with my inner child, changing my dialogue to compassion, love and understanding. So when I really took time to look inside my world, I noticed that I had a very, you know, toxic self-dialogue. So changing my dialogue was one of the first steps. 
and then um, journaling, spending time in nature. Every time I would go in nature, I would feel more truth. And feeling your truth and the core of who you are and and um, removing myself from just the external body. And being in nature, you feel it's like your um, core and your soul can rewire itself and rebalance. And you can feel in that moment that you're more than your external body. Mm-hmm. So spending a lot of time going in and I think asking questions like, like, no, who am I and what do I value and, like, what are my beliefs and all of that stuff got me away from that whole focus of the external image and, like, brought me right into my core, which started to heal, made me not want to, you know, restrict as much because I started to feel love, you know, love deep within myself. Yeah. Um, so... There's lots of layers to healing though, and everyone's totally unique. Like, and you just you just do the dance. So you start with one small thing, and then you see where that takes you. And then you might try dance therapy for a while, and then you know you can just kind of flow. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's what we we're kind of talking about before, like the butterfly effect, as you said, and the mm-hmm. one small thing and how it ripples out. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think? You know, because you've been in this space for a while, like going in and delving and healing. What do you think one of the common myths around self-love and healing would be? Um, that you need to have someone, you, know, you have to pay someone or you have to put out money and things like that. You can do so much work on your own. It's always good to have a little bit of guidance, but you can do so much work on your own just by, like, taking time to ask yourself questions and, you know, journaling and just self-reflection and self-inquiry. Doesn't You don't need to pay someone to start your healing journey, and I think that's one of the biggest myths is, like, people go, oh, well, I need to, like, you know, see this guy and do this big healing session, but you can start with yourself. Mm-hmm. You can do so much work until you feel like you need support. You don't have to ever feel like you need to go pay money. Like just spend time in nature and like that can start the ripple. Yeah, definitely. And I think it just starts with the decision of like I want to, I'm ready to do this now and things kind of tend to pop up as well. Yeah. And I always think that like money seems to be an excuse for people as well, like a reason why they don't do anything. But it's like how you said before, the surface level of something, it's never the real reason. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a nice um, cop out because then we don't have to go deeper and be like, oh, well, how can I make that? How can I create that for myself? And then the real stuff will come up, you yeah. know? Yeah, I agree. Um, what do you... Because you're in an industry that's so about physical appearance, like you've done, you do modeling, you do film and acting. So, what's something that you've learned from that industry that's really impacted you in in life today, positively or negatively? Both. <laughs> Let's go there. Um, hmm, that's interesting. Um, I've learned in this industry. I probably, it's a hard one. I'm just trying to think. I've learned how to, I mean, I've learned values. It all comes back to authenticity for me too. It's just like I've learned the reasons why you have to stay true and like the, the people that I meet in what I do and is it if it's acting work or, or in writing or in the modeling industry, the ones that, doing the best long term and that really hit home are people that are embracing all that they are so I've learned that even in a creative industry where there is a lot of pressure the more you you are the more you will thrive in that industry yeah you can't fake it you can't fake it for the long term no it kind of destroys your soul hey yeah and and that that the reason I asked this was because whatever you picked up in that space because it's such a high-intensity space, it's that lesson's still going to be applicable to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could be working in corporate or, you know, in any industry and if you're not being yourself, like speaking your own mind and choosing yeah. yourself. Like saying yes when you mean no, like it all comes down to that. Yeah. You know, like authenticity isn't just being who you are it's also like standing up for what you believe in saying no when you mean no and yes when you mean yes and 
you know, if you don't want to do something, not doing it. All those little things make up your authenticity. Yeah. What was something that um, was a challenge for you in stepping up in that, in your authenticity and stepping up and speaking and being yourself in that space? Um, comparison and judgment and things like that. And self, like, I feel a lot of our comparison like is self on self and then self on others. But, you know, being around those people all the time and having to try and remove myself, like I'm not them and just keep reminding yourself of that because when you have someone else, you know, you get given sizes and things and you're expected to be the same as that. It can bring up a lot of shit. Mm. So just trying not to compare yourself against what other people look like and what other people are doing. Yeah, and because it's such a like that it, I just keep getting it's such an intense space because for so many it is about that so how did you deal with it when the comparison or the judgment came up like what did you do to navigate that um well just constantly just in my mind remind myself of who I am besides that external body that's all I can kind of think you know if I'm in a difficult circumstance and say I was in a casting right and there's a girl over there and I'm here and you know all there's all these girls that look the same they've got the same body and I feel like you know a fish out of water just come back into my center when my mind would start to wave and I'd start to compare myself and feel inadequate and just think no come back into my center and ask myself questions about my core that's the only way I feel like to get yourself out of that you need to just come back into your center and bring yourself back to your values and your beliefs. Mm-hmm. I love that because it's it's like bringing everything that you would have been learning about yourself in your self-inquiry, journaling, being in nature, dancing, like, okay, I'm learning about who I am and then getting tested out in the world. Like reminding yourself. Yeah, and bringing those teachings in. Yeah, I love that. What I like to say is you just pick – so. You do do some work and do some journaling and find three keywords that you can set at, at first. It's a great idea to set them as a phone alarm reminder. So oh, I've done once this. A week I've done once this. Two weeks. <laughs> and then they're your keywords. So when you get tested out there, you just come back. Like So I just have like three keywords, my values, and, you know, this so I just remind myself of those, like a little mantra. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. I fully do this. Um, mm. what's, what's been one of your mantras or is? Um, I just, or my, like my values, which is non-judgment, compassion. So I just come back to compassion for myself and compassion for others. They do change. Yeah. So depending on uh, when I was healing my mental health issue, though, it was quite the same for a while there. And now I'm like, might have changed again yeah it depends on what you're working on hey yeah yeah for me my first one was um the first belief like that I discovered about myself was I can't do it because every time I would go to do anything I'm like I can't do it can't do it and it was just blocking me from everything right so I created one that was I can do it I've done it no I can do it I'm doing it I've done it Mm -hmm. so it's like it's saying it in the positive, saying it is in the now because we know our mind needs to hear things in the now so yeah. that it's reality, um, not always in the future. Yeah. And then so it was, I'm doing it and then, like, looking back at my success, I've done it. Yeah. And, and no joke, I was cool. It was so cool. And I still do it sometimes. When I do the lighty or go for a walk, I'll repeat it over and over and over because it's, you know, when we're moving and we're moving our arms and our legs, we're doing that cross-patterning in our brain. So we're actually creating new connections in our mind. So I think that's why we feel so good when we move. So I'd be like saying this over and over and I'm like, yeah, I feel awesome. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. That reminds me of one I had recently actually when I'm every now and then, like everyone goes through their hard times, they go, I went through one of my hard times recently and I was just like, this is nothing I haven't dealt with before. I've got this. This is nothing I haven't dealt with before. Because it was just so simple. Like, yeah, it's like there's shit coming up, of course, but it's nothing I haven't dealt with before and I can deal with it and I'm going to get through it. And do you know what? I think it's that, that trust and that confidence that you have in yourself that I can deal with this. Like, it's coming up now for a reason, and that means my body can process the energy, and that means my mind can, and I must have the support around me, whether it's 
nature, healers, psychologists, friends, whatever. Yes. It's coming up because it knows it can get healed. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. Um, all right. What do you feel your soul's mission is? Okay. Um, it's definitely to bring light and love and help people come back to their core and their truth. Mm. So to remove the bullshit. I just want to remove bullshit and just bring people back to the core and the truth and let them see the beauty of who they really are. It's like I talked, I read this poem once when I coached this young girl and it was like she was wearing black and white glasses and I just wanted to reach out, grab the black and white glasses off there and put some colored glasses on. It's like remove the bullshit so that these women can just experience the beauty of life without all this crap. And it's just like sometimes I just see like, it can happen to me all the time. I get triggered very easily because I'm very sensitive and empathetic. I can even, like, see a girl, like, at the gym, and if I see her judge herself in the mirror, sometimes I just want to cry. Mm. I'm so sensitive. I'm just, like, in my when I was writing my book, the amount of times I cried, I just would, like, sit in my room writing and just bawl my eyes out. Because it's just, like, I felt it myself, and then when I see it in the world around me, like, all of my biggest mission is just to help these young women see that, that, that they don't have to change who they are and, like, they are so fucking beautiful. And, like, every woman, I, woman I, that I cross, I just see so much beauty and I just wish that they could feel that beauty. So that's my mission is just trying to find out ways to bring them back to centre and to let the truth of the feminine just shine through without this, like, we live in such a masculine-dominated world and, like, you know, and that's great. Like there is the yin and the yang. Like we can live by these masculine principles in certain ways, but we can't lose the truth of the feminine because if we lose nourishment and if we lose the truth of who we're meant to be in this modern world, then we just we come like dark and we don't we can't radiate how we're meant to. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. Um, <sighs> I'm, I'm like so in on like yes I totally agree <laughs> yes because um, it's like it's almost like people become a shell of who they are who their souls tr- truly are yeah, and you just want them to shine yeah yeah all I want yeah why why do you want them to shine because there's this like I need like the world needs this beauty the world needs to be uplifted and like if one girl shines then the next girl shines and it's just like we need to support and love each other and we can't all heal if we've just like in you know, I just I just want them to be happy and just want them to feel love and just be able to like radiate that into all parts of the world and into their life and it just expands, it expands. Like one person, like every time like I see a photo of you on my social media, you just make me feel so much light and love and it's just like it's so beautiful, you know. Mm. It's like more of that because it works. Like it, it right, like one for one person to start working on themselves and then start to feel more clarity and, and vitality, it radiates out. Yeah. Yeah, it does and it impacts who's in their world, like, well, it impacts who they attract into their world. It impacts, like, how they show up in their in their job or their career or in their families, like, and that just ripples out. Totally. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm such a believer of this. Um, you mentioned detox before. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think the importance of, of detoxing is in this, in shining and being yourself and being authentic? I'm really into detox. <laughs> I just fucking love it. It's just changed my life. I'm about to go into and I'm um, doing one in August, uh, eight-day water fast. Oh, I'm going to do a water fast. Eight to ten days, which I'm pretty excited about. I usually try to do one big fast each year. Yeah. But I have to, I like, I can't do them at home. I no. need to oh, be I've done all my, all my juice fasts here. Yeah. But I when I do water, I want to be in a retreat. Yeah, water, you need to be in a retreat. That's Even, like, cool. the juice fast at home for me, it's like I can't remove myself. I need to – because I've experienced the retreat thing, I think I know how I, deep I can get. So. Yeah. But the water's different to the juice. So I like to do that. It's just – like, every time I come out of one of those, it's just like I just feel like I'm stripping bullshit off myself. <laughs> that's like all it is it's like it's just time to 
cleanse off all the crap that we pick up and it's just time for you and like you know you, you don't have to just detox with uh, absence from food there's many ways you can detox like you can just go off the internet for a bit or you know you can just eat healthier food or you can just you know there's lots of different ways to detox you don't have to just not you don't have to fast everyone has their method mm. um but it's just time to rejuvenate like a snake shedding your skin. I'm getting a tattoo on Friday. And I'm getting snakes. <laughs> it's going to get a half leg sleeve actually. But um, snakes going to be a part of it too. So it's like, uh, yeah, new snakes shed their skin. We need to do that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What have you seen change for you since um, getting into the healthy space, like healthy eating and detoxing? What was the impact it had on you? So I've been pretty much into the whole healthy eating thing since I was about 17. I stopped drinking about five or six years ago. Um, So food for me was the catalyst. Like it started everything. Like I started to eat cleanly and all of a sudden I just started to feel, I could think more clearly, I could see more clearly and it just – like it started my yoga journey and everything like that because if we eat bad food, it's like – and then we try and ask these deep questions. We have stuff clouding our bodies and our minds and starting to clean up the diet can be the first step into having more clarity and um, feeling into your body more and becoming more intuitive about the way your body feels and if it wants exercise, if it doesn't, and if it's tired and whatnot. So healthy eating started all of that for me. It gave me it made me feel good to then be able to do the other work and to be able to start to move my body more and to dive deep. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I, I always say in one of my courses, Body Bang Bang, that's all around like body confidence, um, we look at food and not as in a like let's get strict and you know how they can it can almost be like an eating disorder to be like a raw vegan or a vegan or a vegetarian. Like it can become so strict. And it's not to look at it like that, but rather to look at food as like, what's the vibration you're putting in your body? So is the food dead or alive? Because mm-hmm. that's going to give you something. If you're full of food that doesn't have energy in it, then you, how are you going to feel energized? And like to kind of change the mind frame around that. Yeah. Because when we eat stuff that has life in it, that's high vibrational then we have high vibrations in us and it starts to heal the body and then we attract in more high vibrational situations, you know? And I think it's so important that I love that you say you started with that, that gave you the energy to move and the energy to like actually go into your stuff and heal your stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like the simple change of, okay, what can I, what, what's, you know, what, what am I going to eat? And that, like, changing everything, like the gut health and then the mind health. That's cool. Yeah. That is really cool. Um, All right. So I have a little question. Mm -hmm. Um, On a scale of zero to ten, how weird do you think you are? Oh, (laughs) ten Me too. What's some of of your beautiful, unique weirdness? Oh, I'm so weird. Um, (laughs) I think I was, I wrote this on which I have a diary right now. I wrote this funny quote the other day. Like the people that say that they're not weird are the weirdest. (laughs) And that's not true because I say I'm weird. Um, Wow, weirdest thing. I mean, I'm just so weird that it's hard to just pick some stuff out. (laughs) Like, where do I Instantly, I like when I asked that question, I just saw a picture of you in my head of you wearing that rainbow crystal hat and like, you know. Yeah, I'm just like, you know, running across the yard naked to have a shower, like probably got no shoes on. Like, um, I just like, that's just me expressing myself freely. But I guess usually I'm like half dressed most of the time. And right now, as we're doing this interview, she's half dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Got the crop top on, the bralette. With this, the mum, mum, fix these pants. No, but it's just, um, oh, that's a hard one. See, I just, there's so many things now. I'm trying to think of it. I'm like, hmm. what's a weird thing you do to get yourself vibing, like to lift yourself up? Um... It's not that weird. T- I do TR- TRE, Hanukkah, a lot. What's that? Tremor release therapy. Oh, yeah. Where I just like will go into like tremors and things like that to release energy from my body. 
makes us feel vibey. Um, um, dance around. I don't know, like have a dance party in my room, but that's not that weird, is it? I, do you know what? I think it could have been, but because everyone's stepping into more of the authenticity, people are realizing, oh, I do that too. Or, I want to do that. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's actually making it a permission slip for people. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wouldn't, I didn't see that a few years ago. No one really talked about that. I don't think many people doing it. Mm, so yeah, it new. would have been weird, but now it's actually like, yeah, I think by us actually leaning into what feels good for us and not judging it and just doing it and showing up. Yeah. It's giving everyone that permission to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that when I feel the weirdest is when I, like, I really just, I, sometimes I think, fuck, I should probably care about this and I just don't give a shit. Like, I'll just get half naked next to my car and just get dressed. Oh, yeah. Just, like, have a bucket hat on and, like, thongs and, like, I'm, someone stole my slides the other day, so I've been wearing these dorky thongs around. It's just, like, I just don't care what other people think. Yeah. I just really don't. The biggest freedom ever. Just, like, yeah. Yeah, totally. I absolutely agree. I almost shock myself with how little I care now. Like, mm, I'll, I'll tell you a story. I was in the Gold Coast for a workshop I was doing, and I was busting to go to the toilet at the end of the night, and I was – walking to the car park and because I live in Byron and I'm in nature all the time, if I need to go to the toilet, I'll just pop a squat wherever 100%. I am. Like even out the front of my house or around the side of my house, I'll be like, oh, I need to go now and just do it because I'm so used to being in the bush. And then didn't think because I'm so comfortable in myself and I like you, yeah, I'm like, I don't care what people think because if they think something, they're not looking at me, they're judging themselves, an aspect of themselves that they haven't integrated. So I feel like it's almost like no one really sees anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't care what you think, it's just what you think about yourself, like yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, I was like running over there, I was like, I need to go to the toilet, and like there was all the little cafes closed, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to squat, so I like went next to my van, there's like lights everywhere, and I was just like near this little bush, and I was like wing, and then I was on the phone to my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, I'm just like doing weed. He's like, where are you? I'm like, Gold Coast. He's like, where? I'm like, oh, like in your capital. He's like, you can't do that there. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. So good. I've actually got a sneaky little one, which I can do anywhere, which is just so, so funny. If I go, I can go to the main beach at Lennox, and if I'm in my swimmers, I just sit down and pretend I'm sitting on the ground, and I just do a wee little side on the seat. That's the best. No one will ever know. Like you can go down the beach, you can get a dress on, you have shorts on, whatnot. You just can sit on the sand. Looks like you're sitting on the sand. It just just goes straight in. It doesn't get on you. Yes, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) (laughs) That's epic. That's epic. Um, Okay, and so final question: Um, If you had one message to your younger self, what would that be? Um, just to have more compassion and just don't judge yourself. Mm, yeah, I fully agree. That's something that I've been getting into as well. That like having compassion really sets free because it's an act of forgiveness. Compassion is just—it's been my number one for sure. And then also, judgments come up for me recently because, and I did—it was a new thing. Like I thought it healed a lot of my judgment, but what I have judgment on recently was not being healed enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a whole, I was like, I'm having shit come up and I was judging my shit coming up. Yeah. Because I thought, well, like you thought, like I've work, been working through this for so many years. years. And that itself, I it wasn't healed. I wasn't being, I, like I was feeling blocked. Like I understand. And then I didn't, I had this moment where I was like, I'm judging myself for that coming up and I was like that in itself the only way it can heal is if I have compassion and love for it because it's what has made me who I am and it's coming up for a reason and Mm. you know was it hard for you to have compassion for yourself in that in that space yeah it was it was just like you know because you know and do all this work and then you have something come up and you're just like why I've done so much work on this like I'm judging that part like, mm. which the, the work's never done the work you, you're always going to have work like you're always going to have we're always going to have our little places that hurt inside ourselves and it's like 
it's not trying to get them to go away. It's finding comfort and love and acceptance and compassion for those places. Like we can't just have the things that bring us difficulty and bury them in a dark cupboard mm. because that's not true healing and like you can have still have things like I see that as a very big barrier is people like, oh, I have this part that hurts, so why should I love it when I can just hate it and bury it away? Mm. But it is makes you and it makes you beautiful, so you need to love it and let it be there and it's still it might never feel like it's – if you go into it, of course it might always feel a bit yucky, but that's okay. You've got to find comfort with that. Mm. Yeah, it's like learning how to navigate it. I think that's such a good point because sometimes – we can't make something gone, you know, like it's not doing one, six sessions, two years of work, five years, ten years of work, like sometimes it's going to keep reoccurring and I think this is what I've been learning within myself because I see the same thing happen, like, oh, but I did that, like I did that five years ago or I, I, I'm over that. And what I realized was it's like, yeah, you moved through the first layer of it and then you got that freedom to show up in life and do these things, like celebrate that, like, epic and what I almost saw was like the next goal that I had or the next place that I wanted to go it brought this thing up on a deeper level totally and then that's when like instead of just being like oh cool like I'll do the thing that's when I was like what the fuck like I should be over this yeah like the biggest biggest critic to myself and the thing what that blew me away was I'd actually never been that hard on myself at the start I know yes and then I was just like oh because it was like I should know this by now I should be better like I've got the tools blah 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 it's like like pressure beyond pressure and then I've been working on um forgiveness a lot that's forgiveness oh my god and um that's in body bang bang and I was I was having this block with this with with bringing it through and I was like, what is going on with this? And I realized because my, what I was saying before, like my intention with what I do is that it's not so much the words or the skills or anything that it's actually that I'm teaching. It's the, it's the vibration that comes through. So for me to teach something or be a stand for it, I've got to be the embodiment of it, which means I've got to have done that work. So yes, I had done forgiveness right at the start of my journey, but now I'm in the second bit. And the first bit was forgiving others. And now here it's like I've got to forgive myself. Self-forgiveness is so beautiful. It is. And it it really took my heart opening like really opening myself with like so aware of all the reasons why I could beat myself up and blah, blah, blah. And then I realized as much as I hold on to anger and resentment to myself, I'm going to be stuck in this position. So I was like, I, I've got to open my heart and really show compassion to that side of me. Mm. It was wild. Yeah. And it just feels like life as, as I'm getting older is about how can I be more compassionate? Yeah, 100%. And how, like, how can you love yourself through the times when you fail? And Mm. how can you hit a hard time but be compassionate and love yourself through that? Because we're not perfect. We can try our best to build these, you know, we always like, oh, I'm going to do this work and then I'm going to, like, you know, try our best to make this comfort. But, you know, there's always going to be a little moment when something happens, like, you know, COVID happens or, like, you know, this When things, life happens. You know, or you're doing something and it brings something else up. And it's like, how can you love yourself through those moments and not judge there? That is the real power. That is, it is. It, that's where all the, the work, the, all the self-love practices, all the work, all the everything, that's crunch time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. and it really takes that, oh, like, Choosing it. I think it's choosing it. Hey. Yeah. It's be awareness and it's making a choice that mm. you don't tolerate that shit. With yourself. With yourself. hundred <laughs> percent. It's like, no, fuck you. I don't tolerate you. That's what I do it all the time. I'm like and I'm like, no, you don't do that anymore. Like you've been there before. Like you just don't do that. Yeah. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> that is so 2017. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't go there. And are you wearing that self-deprivation and judgment? <laughs> Girl, no. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, fully, fully. What do you think the impact of social media has had? Oh, I go through, like, if I can, I, I go through phases where recently I went off Instagram for like two or three weeks and I would stand to look at it. And then, but usually I have a very beautiful space with it. Um, so I think social media and, you know, even the media at the moment, the podcasts and all of that, and I feel like sometimes there's too much out there and we can overwhelm ourselves. And, like, last night I was listening, I put a podcast on this great new person about 8 o'clock and I was, like, winding down for bed and I was having the best day ever and I put a podcast on about health and I was listening all these new health and healing things to try. I'm starting to get fucking stressed. And I'm listening to this health and wellness podcast. Like, it should be, like, making my life better. It was making my life worse because I was stressing about all the things that, these little extra things that I needed to, that I should have been doing. And I was like, no, that is not, like, that is not how it should be. And it's just like having social media there but not letting yourself get overwhelmed with that. All these people are doing all these things that you need to do, all of them. Just keep bringing yourself back to centre. Like, you see something that you love the idea of, investigate it more and, like, think about if you can implement it. But don't, dive into everything that everyone's putting out because you can overwhelm yourself and that creates stress and stress is the core of disease and stress is what will make you feel worse than anything else so it's like doing the work and then also finding a place where we can feel enough on the journey and not always striving to be like better because that in itself like even in the health and wellness thing like striving to have to do more self-work we have to have a balance we have to like do the work and then also be okay sitting where we are and not judging ourselves for not being more elevated or, you know. So that's what it is because, you know, the Buddhists all talk about just finding contentment with all we are and then self-discovery and the work on self can, you know, give us freedom but it's finding a balance where we're not constantly burning to feel like we have to become better and we have to heal more and we have to work on ourselves more. It's doing that but then also feeling okay with where we are. Yeah, yeah. It's the paradox of life, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, like it's this and it's also this. Yeah. And I think being okay energetically with both and that's when there's like true freedom because as much as one option, no matter what it is, holds energy around it or uncomfortability or pressure, then it's going to have power over you. Mm. So if we can be like, I see that goal that way of being like healthy or more loving or more successful I see that and I'm desiring that awesome like and knowing that if we're becoming aware of it it's pulling us forward it's yeah. pulling us forward you into that yeah. and then also being having that compassion being like right now I'm here and I can love and accept that yeah part right now totally not beat it up and be like you're not good enough yeah that, that's what it is because you have to love first before you can change. Mm. So you have to love exactly where you are right now before you can change. You can't change from her. Mm. Hey, you have to love first. So true. And that's what I think a lot of happens in um, – I think that's what can happen a lot in eating, the healthy eating. It can be like I hate myself so I'm going to eat, you know, just salad instead yeah. of being like, oh, I love this body. You know, and I love this being so much and I'm going to take care of you and only the best for us, yeah, you know? Yeah, like I said premium petrol for a premium tank. Oh, if I want to feel good, I need some premium petrol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like, do you want these? I'm like, no, premium petrol, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I love that. Um, when I was first with Zach, my partner, what, six years ago, so he he kind of really got me into the healthy eating stuff. Like I've always been really spiritual, metaphysical, all of that side, but never so much like food and being here on this planet, like that kind of stuff. Mm. And he would love to go to like a local fruit and veggie shop and just go in there and buy up like, oh, that, that's nice, like all the organic and the gourmet and just spend like a couple hundred bucks. And I was like, why do you spend so much on food? And he's like, well, I used to blow $300 or more in a weekend partying, you know, drugs or alcohol. And that was, that. yeah, sure, it was fun, but it was really detrimental to my body. So now that I'm putting my body first, I'm happy to invest 
you know, 300, 500 yeah. in food. That's actually rebuilding myself, making me strong, making me happy and like helping me to show up in life. hundred percent. Such a simple little thing. Like, and he didn't even mean to say it like, but it literally blew my mind. I was like, oh yeah, like I, I, how many thousands of dollars have I blown over my life on shit that meant nothing, like whether it was like clothes or alcohol or, you know, like nothing. And then it's like, don't say I don't have money for something, you know, like that was the whole point. It's like, no, I'm investing in like these things that it's going to help me. Yeah. It's so important. Like, yeah, no one should ever feel like they're not worthy enough to buy the healthy food that they want. Like, Mm. It's yeah. just love. So much love comes through from that. And it's it's good because it challenges the belief, the belief of I don't deserve that or I'm not worthy so, of yeah. that. And it's like by taking these small actions of choosing what we want, we actually start to break that core belief down, which yeah. I think is so cool. Like I was doing it um, during COVID. I was like looking at everything in my house and being like, am I choosing that right now? Like do I want that or am I settling for that because it's already here? Mm. You know, and I feel like by doing these things in, by having this way of thinking and doing it in small things, it makes it easier to do it in bigger things because mm. we get in the practice of like choosing what we want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you see the, the industry that you're in? How do you see that changing with women like you that are really conscious and making a stand for things? How do you see that changing? In terms, like, what do you mean? Well, because, like, from the from the outside, it can it can look like there's a lot of pressure and it can get super unhealthy and, like, mm. so what's the impact of a woman like you that's really gone in and decided that, hey, I'm going to be me, I'm going to be a stand for me and, like, what's healthy and loving? How do you see that impacting the industry, like, I don't know, I just, I just feel like the more people that are doing that, it's going to start to change things in, because it's the media, you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like it already is starting to change a little bit. Um, there just needs to be just more of a conscious awakening, to be honest, with everyone. It's The media is where people turn to, but it's everyone. It's not just like, like the media does put it out there to the world, but it's, the people that aren't in the industry are doing what need to change, need to change their beliefs and things too. It's got to be a collective awakening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the gift of people in the media doing that is that it's then seen, you know. It's then seen and that those people that aren't in the media or working, like doing things that we do, you know, it, if we change it, then those people can change it that are outside. But it's a collective awakening that needs to happen. Mm, yeah, so everyone, I guess, taking that leadership role within themselves yeah. in their life. Like, you know, I'm the queen of my queendom. Like, my my space, who I show up for, what I do at work, like, it, it all has an impact. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because to just turn our power as, a, as an individual, to turn the power over and be like, oh, the media needs to change. Like, you, know, you can be a catalyst for change mm. um, and then the more people that are in the industry that can stand up and you know make a stand for you know mental health and or just just find a purpose and just try and help and share a message across and that's really important so the more people we can get to do that the better no I agree I feel like that's where society's going to change by people really making a stand for what they believe, like their values, and then being in integrity with that. Like, just seeing what's happened so far with 2020, like people being intolerant about things is going to create so much change. Mm. What do you think your biggest lesson's been in 2020? Fuck, 2020. Which <laughs> <laughs> not work so hard for a bit there. <laughs> um... No, just my biggest lesson so far from this year is like writing my book for four months and then this all this stuff that's been coming up for me. It's just that like, yeah, the healing never stops and you've just got to keep healing and working with yourself and like learning to integrate, integrate practices like into your life that can support you all the time. You know, not waiting until you don't feel good to change your diet or not waiting until this happens to go see 
psychologists, like have a method of things to support yourself throughout your whole life. For instance, the reason I'm saying this is because when I work for four months, I kind of put myself on a shelf because I got obsessed with the work. But then, you know, you get a bit of a backlash. So you can just find small ways to integrate your healing journey throughout your lifestyle and you won't hit those points where you're just like, I feel like shit all of a sudden and like everything's falling to shit. Mm-hmm. It's about supporting yourself and about the longevity of the healing journey, not waiting till it all falls to shit to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So that's kind of what I've learned more of like – you know, because when things get good, it's easy to say, oh, like, I just did it, like, now things are good, I'm just going to high-vibe this for a while and, like, forget that the work never like, the work never stops and just integrating that in to your lifestyle. Mm, yeah, like having the practice there, it's a way of being. Always there. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, oh, I just, like, went through that and now everything's good. And just, like, three, four months later, it'll come up again. But if you were just to work through it and just do little things along the journey, you would have hit that part. Yeah, make it easy. Yeah. Make it easy for yourself. Um, what's some of the things that people can look forward to in your beautiful book? Oh. <laughs> um, so just conscious content, no bullshit conscious content to just like uplift and inspire and to just put you back in the driver's seat for your own life. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your wisdom. And yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you for having me. This episode was brought to you by Body Bang Bang, the body confidence program designed by me to help you save years of vicious cycling, yo-yo diets and self-sabotage so that you can feel banging in your bod right now. To find out more, head over to my website. Feeling inspired and motivated. Maybe you've just had a light bulb moment. I would love to know. Share your Insta and connect with me at teddy.emerald through Instagram. T-E-D-D-I dot E-M-E-R-A-L-D. See you next show.